Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 539 with Martha Lucius. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Cash flow is something every small business is worried about, and it's hard to know at any given moment how you're doing. And worse, it's virtually impossible to predict the future until now. Welcome to CashflowTool.com, the ultimate companion for any small business using QuickBooks. CashflowTool.com gives you instant visibility on any device anywhere of your cash flow, and it also alerts for unexpected expenses. On top of all this, it analyzes your past finances and projects how much money your company will have tomorrow, next week, and next month. Go to www.cashflowtool.com slash unstoppable and enter promotional code unstoppable at checkout and receive pro features at the essential features price. Introducing Ethics Suite, the first and only misconduct, theft, and fraud reporting platform exclusively for the restaurant industry. Check out restaurantethics.com to see how restaurant employees can report any concerns anonymously, easily, and securely from any device with internet connection. However, if you're an owner or manager, you should check out ethicsuite.com slash restaurantunstoppable for more information on how you can monitor and respond to these reports and stay informed about issues that could affect your business and your reputation. One more time, that's ethicsuite.com slash restaurants unstoppable. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you back on the show again for a second time, Martha Lucius. Martha, are you feeling unstoppable today? I am feeling unstoppable. It's so great to be back with you. It's great love to your have chat you attitude. <laughs> Thank you. I love your attitude as well. So hailing from Baltimore, Maryland, Martha Lucius got her start in Washington, D.C. as a server. After graduating college, nine years later, she opened a bakery cafe. Bakery and cafe, that bakery went strong for 18 years before Lucius decided to create her own business, www.marthalucius.com, where she mentors restaurant owners through online programs, strategy calls, and on-site consulting. If you want her a full story, uh, head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 497. It was such a great conversation i decided to get her back on the show just because i wanted more time with this lady she rocks that much uh i can't wait to (laughs) dive into today's conversation Uh, we're gonna be talking about how to build more repeat customers uh but before we really get into that content i want to get that motivational inspirational ball rolling with a, a success quote or mantra what do you got for us honestly the best thing i got right now is enjoy the food that you're serving, be happy about it, and spread the joy on the plate. Enjoy the food you're serving, be happy about it, and spread it on the plate. Lots of joy spreading there. So yeah. what, what, dive into that. How does that resonate with you? Well, I've been working with one client intensively because I needed to be his um, an interim uh, staff member. And one of the things that came out is how much joy he has around the food and He's a, he's a caterer. He is classically trained and then he's stuck doing payroll. And what he, what I brought back to his reality is he needs to stay in the kitchen because that's where his brilliance lies. And that's what the joy on the plate is for him. And it turns out that when people come in for tastings for his food, that's what people get every single time. And it, it just resonated with me to watch him have so much joy around just creating a great meal for someone. Yeah. You know, we're here to talk about how to build more repeat customers, but I really want to spend a little bit of time here just because I feel like it's worth going in deeper. I, I spent the past two and a half months uh, traveling around the nation, interviewing successful restaurateurs, and I did the same thing a few months prior, traveling around uh, Ohio and uh, Pennsylvania and Kentucky, Nashville, and I'm picking up a trend and a lot of consultants cringe when I say this, but I think there's a real trend in the industry right now where uh, it's a matter of, of knowing your lane, staying in your lane and finding partners who are strong where you're weak. When I, the reason why I feel like consultants cringe when I say that is because a lot of people think con- partnerships are not the way to go. Uh, screw partnerships. It's all about creating systems, processes, procedures and, and framework 
to like force people into to create order. Uh, partnerships just do not work. I don't know about that. What are your thoughts about what I just said? I, I actually, and this client, it, it resonates even more with this client is the collaboration is huge. And, and that's, that's the best part of what's going on in the industry right now is that people, okay, so they're, they're in their lane because they're creating their one good thing, but that's why collaboration is good is that, you know, if you're doing a pop-up, you can do what you do well if it's steam buns next to a guy who's got amazing beer and that partnership is amazing. And with this caterer, he just always felt like as, as a, as an owner, he felt like he was very alone because that's what he was taught is to stay in his lane. And now I've opened up his world to be like, there are these people who want to work with you or there are these people that want to work with you. All of a sudden he's, having so much enjoyment from from the days when he was just creating food in the background and trying to meet payroll and trying to keep his staff running correctly to being like, Oh my God, this is why I got into this. Cause it is fun. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, you're thinking on a more uh, like a macro level. And I agree with everything you said with partnering with people down the street who are doing oh. things that are no. And I agree with you. And that's, I, that's another whole other point that uh, it's, it's about instead of competing with other people, why had that, that frame of mind? Why not collaborate with other people? Why not pull off their circle and, and they can pull off my circle and together we're stronger together. We create community, but even on a more macro level, or sorry, micro level, uh, when you're finding partners within your four walls, right? Like people to own, a, like to be your business partner, your business, like, uh, relation, uh, I'm front of house, your back of house I'm books, your customer service. Uh, I, I interviewed this one restaurant group out of Charlottesville. There's five owners in one restaurant and that awesome. sounds, it is awesome. But it also sounds ludicrous. Um, because how much money are you going to make with five owners in one restaurant? Uh, but for them, what was more important was that they were able to create and be a part of something even bigger than themselves. And they all took pay cuts. They all came from the same restaurant. They were all working uh, as like managers and executive chefs. They all left that restaurant to start their own restaurant and they all took pay cuts. But the thing is, I think the market's getting so competitive right now. Uh, because the bars is being risen everywhere you look that to, to be the best, you need to, to, you need to attract onto yourself the best, but how, how do you get the best on your team? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, oh my gosh. I've got like three examples for you, but the, be the best one was two hours ago. I okay. went into this restaurant that I, the Jenny, that's the server that, that I expected to see when I walked in. Um, I've seen her around town, a lot of different places. I know her. And then the owner, Tom, he wasn't there cause it's his only day off in the last 20 days since they've opened their doors. And in the, in the case of this place, it's a team that was together in a restaurant 20 years ago and life moved them on from that restaurant. Everybody's had, has had, you know, different jobs and different lives. And now they, they all, for whatever reasons are all back together and their, and their restaurant is so like, we're not trying to be anything. We're not trying to be anything that anybody else is doing out there. We're just trying to do what we know we do well right over here. Yeah. And what is cool about, what they're doing is it's so unique. It's called the truck strunt. And what that means is that they've got a truck that's been uh, a food truck running around town where they're located. They can't actually set up a kitchen. I don't know if it's not zoned for that. And so the, the truck is connected to the restaurant and it's this funky, funky building. And they've made it into a restaurant and Every, they didn't even do any publicity to open the doors and it was packed in there 10 days. Well, 20 days after they're open. Why do you think that is? Partly people know them. And this goes back to 
what we're going to talk about today, which yeah. is repeat customers. To, yeah. That was real clever. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, the, the other part is they are, they, they like what, and, and this is another trend that I'm seeing more and more. They like cooking what they like eating. And so that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And they, they had Belgogi and they had San Diego tacos all on the same menu. Interesting. We, we're going to go take care of a puppy. We'll take a look, quick break. <laughs> I'm just happy it's not my dog this time. Puppy. <laughs> we took care of it. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think we're on the same page. Just to come full circle on, uh, on the point that I was trying to make earlier with having the five people in that restaurant is they were able to divide and conquer. Uh, two people front of house, two people back of house. Uh, incredible talent across all the boards. They're all just amazing at what they did. One person was books. One person was an executive chef. One person was a wine aficionado. The other person was a service aficionado. And there was another person who was just a, an organizer, uh, a community builder, a visionary. And together, they're all the best at what they do. So there's no way anybody in that town can com- compete with what they're doing because of the impact they're making. They have that much skin in the game trying to just do pizza really well, right? Um, they're crushing it. And they all had to take pay cuts, but they all realized it was going to be a temporary pay cut to build something truly special to attract onto themselves the media, the talent, because they were they are the best. And once when you yeah. become the best, you can attract onto yourself the best and you can create other opportunities and you can you can you can it's the long game, you know? Um so I'm I'm kind of going crazy right now. That, I'm off the and hinge. that I've seen at a, a brewery where people from all these different industries came together. They've got only one person who's a brewmaster and they've got a guy who's an investment banker. They've got a guy who's an engineer. You know, it's like, I can't even remember what, what all they were. Um, Resolution beer in Denver. Okay. And what's great about that too, is that they of course each have their own circle of pals. Yeah. So they're bringing in their part is you bring your collab where, whatever you want to call that collaborate, whatever it is where they're like, these are the people, you know, these are the people I want to be around. This is the food I want to be yeah. around. And, and so they're, I, 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 I'm just, I just want to say, I also guess I, I get that. It's, um, it's also a recipe for disaster when you have that many owners. And there's a lot of things that we've learned when you, when you learn all the things that we talk about on the show, like creating a vision, like having a mission statement, like having core values and, having lanes and, and, and identifying roles and making sure everybody's responsibilities are really spelt out. I, I think that I think partnerships can be mayhem and they can be disastrous. But when you surround yourself with the right people that are all trying to go to the right place and you're all pulling in the same direction and you really take the time to spell these things out, I think it's the only way to really compete in today's market sometimes. But I, I completely agree. Okay. If they're, you know, <laughs> kind of, if they're your people, why wouldn't why would you go out seeking a general manager if somebody is in your circle and is like, you know, I'll quit my full time job because this this is going to be a hell of a lot more fun than my yeah. <laughs> job at the bank. Right? And you know, I've seen and I agree with you. It is hard to make it work because one partnership I came across had ten partners. Wow. What? Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes those partners aren't all in the rest in the well. And this was a cafe. And sometimes they're not all in the space. And that's what the brewery was. It's like only one guy at the beginning was actually running and working it. The other four were off doing other things, just bringing their friends in. Yeah. But yeah, core values, it's tough when you've, you know, <laughs> hopefully that group of people does have the same core values. We, like, then- we hit the ground running today in this episode. Yeah, we, we do, Eric. Dove right in. <laughs> Uh, we're here to talk about how to build more repeat customers. Uh, but you, you hit a vein with me and I just, sorry. I, 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 I lost, this is what we said. We I would lost do. control. We get, get so excited about something. Yeah. So, uh, let's bring the, the attention back to what, why we're here to, to, or what we're here to discuss, which again is how to build re- repeat customers. Why do we need to focus on a repeat customers? Why is that where the money is? Well, um, I see, we got into this conversation of what was the most important thing for me right now. And I chose this one because it's so elemental to so many people's business to have repeat customers. Obviously you want to have good customer service, blah, blah, blah. But 
if you don't get them back because you don't, it doesn't resonate with the, with the, each individual customer, it's really hard to get each of those first customers. I, you know, I ran a breakfast and lunch place and I learned the, the um, beauty of having a morning customer. And they say, you know, if you get them in one day a week, you're going to get them in five days a week. And that's for breakfast, which of course is a very unusual situation because they're coming on their way to work to get their coffee. Mm -hmm. But that made me realize at an early, early age of running my business, how incredibly important repeat customers are. And then to go on to my experience with restaurants, catering businesses, breweries, I, I recognize that I, that that is incredibly unusual in the repetition that I had mostly restaurants see a customer once every three months. That's pretty typical. Sometimes it goes up to six months, but any one of those customers coming in as a repeat customer, they come with an expectation of what they remember yeah. about that place. Yeah. And I think it's another example. I know it's another example of when the 80, 20 rule comes in, right? Where 80% of our total gross total revenue is going to come from 20% of our guests. Uh, and we put so much energy onto driving new traffic into our restaurants when we really should be putting that energy into keeping the people that are there coming back uh, and developing and growing those relationships and uh, catering to those, to, to those regulars. Right. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, any other, uh, things you want to touch on as far as why it's so important to create repeat customers? I got another example I want to, I want to bring to the table. If you can't think of anything. Oh, I can let you go, but go on your topic. <laughs> but I mean, what, what I have found when I'm working with my cl clients and trying to get them to recognize the importance of repeat customers is I, is I emphasize what tone of voice they're, they are coming across with and how they in, bring that out in their staff. And then beyond that, how you carry that same tone, that same voice into the social media, into your marketing. And then, yes, you got to make sure that when they're in the restaurant, yeah. the customer feels the same, same way they did last time. Like, it's not like, well, that was great last time. Why? Why did I want to come again? Yeah. They should have that. Yeah, they should have some of that same good, happy feeling when they come back. And I know um, there's an episode out there by Gary Vanderchuk. He interviews John Taffer. Uh, John Taffer goes off on this rant on why it's so important to, to get repeat customers. And he shares a trick, um, a, a way that you can get people coming back in that any of you guys can pick up. I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes, but I'll try to paraphrase it as well as possible here. And basically what you do is when you, when you have, you train your, your servers to ask guests, is this your first time here? Have you been with us before or something to find out whether this is the first time and to say, yeah, this is our first time. Then you say, Oh great. Uh, the next time you come in, you got to try the chicken. And then what you do is you hand them a business card. Like you're the managers, the manager business card and you write chicken. On the oh yeah. It, right. And the next time they come in, uh, they know that that's their second time there because they got the business card with chicken on the back of it. And that's the cue to the rest of the, the team that, oh, this is their second time, which means we got to work to, to win them back in a third time. So the, the manager says, oh, this must be your second time here. We remember you from the first time. If you're using any data mining software, you can find out exactly who they are and start recording all the information. Say the last time you're here, you got that. You're going to love the chicken. Uh, when you Before they leave, you say, hey we want you to come back and try the beef. The next time you hear, you've got to try the beef and you give them uh, the business card beef in the back and it's a free you know beef meal the next time they come in. But that, that is the cue. Beef is the cue that that's their third time there. So no matter who gets them, they're going to come back a third time. Uh, and the, the reason why this is so important to get them to come back three times is that there's, there are studies that show that if somebody comes to your restaurant three times, they're, like 70% more likely to be a repeat loyal customer. Um, I don't know where those numbers came from, but again, I'll link to the interview in the show notes with Gary Vaynerchuk and um, yeah, John I, I actually wonder if I heard that from you or from him, because I feel like I've had this in my head for a while now. Um, it's, it's a really clever method of doing that. It does sound totally Gary Vaynerchuk too. Like, yeah, it's definitely Gary Vaynerchuk. I, I, that's where I heard this uh, before. Um, 
again, I'll said I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. But we're here to to shine the light on you now. Uh, you have uh, not on Gary. He's pretty awesome. <laughs> he's pretty awesome. Uh, pretty <laughs> intense dude. Uh, so you have some things you want to talk about. Uh, you, you started getting into it a little bit. We need to focus on the tone. What do you mean by tone? So um, I, the easiest, and I, I gave this description to you because I think it's a, it, it's a, such a synopsis of the difference in the tone that you feel from the communication you get at United Airlines versus Southwest. Okay. And of course, I happen to like the tone of Southwest. So what what I think is com- coming more and more to the to the restaurant industry is people do put tone into their social media messaging and into their the, literally like how does service happen and if if a place is any good with their with the way they train their staff which they should be doing that they teach them what to say when they come when when somebody sits down and yeah have you been here before it's one of those ones that you get taught but how they handle the answer what they try and teach them as like oh if you're a vegetarian you should do x or never been here our chef recommended thing is or we're known for and and already make them feel like they're part of the family okay this isn't just a this isn't just a roy rogers moment <laughs> so when, when you say you're, you're thinking about your tone you're talking about like defining like the 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 message, the energy, the, yes, I am. I am like literally what, if you've got an introvert in a, in a server, is that where they belong? Probably not. Yeah. (laughs) However, and and that's right. But you know, I've had introverts that are great at serving because it's like being on stage. Well, that's the one thing that they say introverts can make great servers because they're also more receptive. They're more, they're more, they're, they listen, right. And they're, they're paying attention to body language and all this other stuff. They can be, have good social and emotional intelligence, being able to read social cues while being quiet. Uh, they don't have to be the outgoing, crazy bubbly. They just want, cause they can be attentive, right. And it all depends on the setting. Uh, is it yeah. a fine dining restaurant where they're not there to dance and sing and to like, you know, dazzle. Uh, they're just there to, 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 to do and not really be seen or heard or just to like well, serve. And, and I'm, I'm going to give you an example from, from my cafe. My general manager was a pretty significant introvert. And um, he loved how I trained people, which was I just had a lot of platitudes, like things that I said to people and how they responded. And it was just this banter that happened back and forth. And my staff would, you know, I was basically modeling it for them. You know, they didn't do it the same way I did. I don't need them to do it verbatim, but it sort of set the tone amongst them to that. It was okay to have this banter and then they could take it in their direction. And that was really reassuring to my introverted general manager because he knew what to do. He knew what to say. Yeah. Uh, You know, when I hear, you say tone uh, and building the the tone of your your communication, the the tone of your organization. It, it kind of sounds like you're building the brand and identifying the brand and uh, the ethos on which you do business. Uh, is yep. that kind of what you're getting at right now? Well, everything. Oh my god, Eric! Eric, everything is so interlocked. When I created this this business to to help people, to help owners and and management teams to grow their business into what they want it to be. It was really hard to define the different areas that people need to work on because every time you talk about this, you're actually talking also about that. When you're talking about what's our gross volume for the restaurant, it can't be without getting customers back. They're all intertwined and yet they're on the other side of the map. And when I talk to my, my clients or, or when I, when I go and talk in front of a group that they, they're so, in, it's so hard to separate what this and that is because in a restaurant, how, how you lead somebody through their meal is instrumental to whether your volume is good or bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I'm sorry, but that's the truth. It's real hard to break that down. So the, to get 
kind of aerial real quick. I, I feel like what I'm, I'm pulling from you is before you can really start promoting yourself and creating regulars, you got to get clarity on what your brand is, what you stand for, because you need everybody to kind of be on that same page as far as what your the culture and brand that you're trying to establish. And and you know how much I love culture, and yes. and that is that does underlie the tone of of how people talk to the to the staff. I mean, how the staff talks to the customers, and it it the I've seen it in restaurants where I'm uncomfortable and don't feel the culture is good, and I've seen it work really well when. It, it's formal or informal, but the tone is definitely there and it binds the team. So I think we've set up the fact that we understand now that the first thing you have to do is establish that tone get the brand, the culture established. Uh, so you can start delivering this tone across these different channels, which we're about to dive into. But first we need to take a break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. If you listen to Restaurant Unstoppable, I'm sure you've heard me say it before, but I'll say it again. There are two things that you need to let determine your growth. The first thing, that's people. The second thing, that's cash flow. And we've got you covered on the cash flow part of things because I'm working with CashflowTool.com, the ultimate cloud-based solution for your business. CashflowTool.com is simple powerful and predictive it's simple because it requires no data entry it's always up to date and it works on any device anywhere it's powerful because with its built-in cash flow calendar activity feed and anomaly detector you instantly know all aspects of your cash flow with no surprises and it's predictive because you know your cash flow today and you can anticipate it tomorrow. Head over to www.cashflowtool.com slash unstoppable and enter promotional code unstoppable at checkout and you'll receive pro features at the essential features price. All right, I have a question for you. How can an anonymous employee reporting program be a profit center for your restaurant? Hmm. Well, for starters, fraud alone represents a staggering loss to the restaurant industry with an estimated $40 billion in losses in the U.S. in 2017 alone. And this does not include the losses and costs associated with the more than 540,000 calls made to the U.S. EEOC in 2017, resulting in millions of dollars in penalties and legal costs for restaurant owners and investigators related to claims of harassment and discrimination. So do I have your attention? Good, because there's more. Employee tip-offs about misconduct continue to be the most common method for detection and prevention, but employees are often deterred from reporting their concerns directly to supervisors because they're afraid that there's going to be retaliation or they might lose their job or something, and I get it. But with Ethics Suites Anonymous and web-based RestaurantEthics.com, you can provide a safe, secure, simple, and anonymous communication channel between you and your employees to help protect your hard-earned reputation and assets. Go to ethicssuites.com slash restaurants unstoppable and you will get three additional months so for the cost of 12 months you'll get 15 months or head over to the show notes and find the banner and you can use the link there we're back and let's dive into these three channels through which we are delivering our newly defined tone so what is that first channel we need to to be shooting this tone into marketing marketing is is the first one. Okay. So how do we deliver this tone into our marketing? So marketing as collateral is anything from a business card to a postcard about your business to a menu. And that tone, that look has to match with how you're, cust- how you're talking with your customers, which is kind of, kind of a weird thing to say <laughs> and why, why it's good to have a graphic designer in your background Um, you know, if you, if you have a friend who's a graphic designer, who's any good, they'll be able to capture what your bubbly personality or craft geeky personality is onto a written page. So that when somebody walks in, they're like, Oh man, this is that geeky restaurant. I love this place. So they get it. (laughs) When we got started, uh, I'm just going to say the three things. The first thing was marketing. The second thing, social media. And the third thing was in place. And when you told me those things, the first thought I got was those are all marketing. I wonder where she's going to go with this. Uh, 
but when I hear you talking about marketing, we use the word, we're kind of shooting from the hip right now. I have no problem. Yeah. Like we're just, I have a lot of faith in Martha and I know she's going to deliver value. Uh, but when I hear you describe it, I'm thinking more like branding, uh, like, uh, uh, like the, the little detail that the, the imagery, the, the, the little things that the, the, everybody says that it's, it's all in the details, right? The, the, the yeah. font we use, the color we use, the, 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 paintings on the wall we use that all the little subtle things that communicate the tone that you're talking about. So is, is branding like the, the visual, what's a brand it, imagery yeah, ba- brand like, imagering is the word. I think the, the technical yeah branding, branding in the form of your marketing materials is, is really what it, it's the marketing materials. Okay. What are your marketing materials that are expressing your brand? So and postcards, are, menus, menu boards, uh, social like or the website, right? The uh, website is a is a fantastic example of it. So this is when we talk about this up. This is why we hire a firm to do our branding, and they 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 cover all the details, the colors, the fonts, everything, right? The photography, like a lot of places do have photography and don't use illustration. Some use illustration instead of but if you've got the photography it it does have to match whether you're trying to be a diner and that phot- photography is different than being a geeky craft brewery you know the the look that's going to be in that photo has got to be completely different so once you establish this uh imagery uh the visual tone uh, how do you keep it consistent? How do you make sure that that doesn't drift over time? Um, that's where you build relationships with a, with one graphic designer for, you know, you'd like it to be for the life of the brand. Um, I had that with my business. I looked out with that and, and she progressed in her looks and changed my look of my brand as I went along, but it was fluid and appropriate and even though, you know, 18 years, the look of a menu shifts a lot. Different fonts are used. And she kept me contemporary yeah. with that. I think it's also really important, too, that if you are working with a graphic designer or uh, someone who does your brand imaging, uh, to get them to 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 give you everything that they've created. So in case something happens to them, they pass or whatever, or you guys just have a huge blowout. Uh, you're not dependent on that person where you can take somebody, maybe even in house that who is going to school for marketing or whatever, or graphic design and say, Hey, yeah, here's the, here's the framework. This is what yeah. we've established. So, and these are the standards. And now you're the, now you're delivering the tone across these channels. That's true. And a, any graphic designer should be perfectly willing to give you the logo that is yours give you some stuff that gifts all kinds of things that anytime they produce something, they should be able to give you a version of that, that you can keep. And what we, what I always recommend is keep that stuff in a Google uh, file so that everybody on the team has access to it. And in there, along with what the graphic designer created is the photos that the photographer put together that belong with you. So that if for some reason you're trying to put together, I don't know, a party for 50 in the back room of your restaurant, that it's going to help anybody make a decision about your, that party that they want to spend a thousand or $5,000 on, depending on what the, what the event is. If the, if you can give them literal imagery of what it's going to feel like in that room, they're a lot more likely to just be like, done. Here's my $5,000. Not, oh my God, I don't know if it's going to work and barely spend a thousand. Cool. So confidence. So are you cool with me changing the first bullet uh, to brand imagery? Is that more? I'm okay with that. Sure. (laughs) I I am happy with that. I mean, it turns into, it is the brand, brand identity, brand imagery that becomes the, the actual collateral, the, yeah. the uh, propaganda, if you want to say it that way. Are there any other uh, subtopics underneath uh, the brand imagery that you want to tap on before moving to the next uh, channel through which we're delivering the stone? Not well. The only one would be that example that you gave the, the Vandercheck one um, that can be part of the, the tone and the marketing and the brand image, the brand plan of what somebody feels 
you know, they, they get to be invited back, which gotcha. is what we're trying to do. Gotcha. Okay. So what's the second channel through which we deliver this tone? The, the second channel is the social media. And um, I actually bring more to this social media umbrella than most um, businesses recognize, uh, most restaurants recognize. Obviously, Instagram is king right now, and Instagram video is, I don't know, queen. I don't know how you want to say that. <laughs> and, and then um, Facebook is fading in interest in, in restaurants, um, but for owners and for the top management, what, even if you're a small business, LinkedIn is so important, and everybody thinks in the restaurant field, a lot of people don't recognize the importance of that and just gloss past that. I used to get a lot of business by professionals knowing who I am just as much as some, you know, Joe Schmo who happened to walk in my restaurant. But if my face showed up in their LinkedIn world, it was like, Oh, we never thought about using her for catering. We should take our team meeting over to that place for a, for a team meeting. Having, having that in your social media and put, I mean, having a restaurant owner put up some cool video that you've put of something, you know, you made chocolate in your restaurant, you know, in LinkedIn, you don't, you normally get that. So they're like, oh my God, it's so much more interesting than the guy who's working for the investment bank. Well, you bring up a good point and it's something I, I've never really considered. Uh, we especially for lunch right now, lunch is a sector that's really struggling. It's taking probably the biggest hit. A lot of people who, who rely on a lunch business are suffering. Uh, but really who we're catering to during lunch is mostly business people who are either ordering out or taking a lunch break or like whatever. And they exist on LinkedIn. Like they're in business mode during the day and they're hanging out, they're networking, they're all on LinkedIn. So if you can identify certain businesses and connect with them on LinkedIn and market through to them through LinkedIn, I, that is a huge channel uh, that I, I really never considered before. So that's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm working with one client right now where they um, are improving their corporate catering. By that, I mean, they're trying to get people to come in for lunches and Two years ago, the business that this one woman was working at, she, the volume in uh, corporate work was about 10%. And she took that to 40% in two years just because she built those relationships, which is, oh, I don't know, repeat business. Yeah. I, I see what you're doing. Which, yeah. <laughs> so doing uh, with this whole tone, this topic, the, the mantra of the of today's conversation being tone, are we just making sure that the tone, the, the voice we're using, the message we're delivering is all aligned within the brand? Is that, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had many times when there's a, a client that's on Instagram and they have three or four people on Instagram and what one person says versus another person, if they're not aligned, that is awful. Mm -hmm. If they are, it can be fantastic. Got you. So any other uh, key points underneath this sub umbrella of social media using tone that you want to touch on before moving to the last? No, just that you make sure that you're confident and approachable, that people look at that and say, I think I do want to try that place out. Got you. Uh, okay, so the last bullet, uh, the the third channel through which we want to deliver this tone is in house, in place, as you said. Yeah. Uh, dive into that. That's what happens when they get there for hopefully not the first time, but the tenth time, and how it makes them feel, and that they love coming back because, and it's not necessarily the servers that they want to see. A lot sometimes it's the friends. Sometimes, oh crazy thought, it's the food. Yeah. But it's so it's so consistent, and it just makes them happy. They get to the end of the meal, and they're like, "Damn, that ramen was so good," or whatever the food is. They're just like, "That was that made me so so satisfied." So this is the the bullet that you gave me that I'm most excited about, and that I I tend to I'm I'm kind of I kind of come from the the school the school of thought of the four walls marketing, right? That that Friday's term, uh, uh, TGI Fridays that. 
four walls marketing of just taking care of people in house. And if you do that, I didn't know that came from them. I think they coined it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm thinking of when I see in place uh, that four walls marketing of just providing incredible customer service and care. Um, so what things do we need to be considering uh, with regard, in regard to tone and brand uh, within the four walls? So when a group of people is working together and you don't have turnover, they, they all start speaking the same language and, whether you get John or Mary serving that cocktail, it should be consistent both in what's in the glass and how, how they feel welcome to, to be able to order this timing. Like, did you get there before they were ready to, to decide and walk them through the decision-making? Cause you know, that's another thing I've, I've noticed that a lot of places it's like, Obviously, I'm a restaurant person, so I should feel I, I pick up a lot. You know, I've got my spiny sense on in a way that most um, shoppers don't. And one thing that I pick up on is when I show up and I'm sitting there waiting to be served, how quickly do they get there? And then do they just like, oh, you're not ready to order and run away versus, and this is what makes me come back, the second version is, have you decided what you'd like? No, I, I don't. I, I'm looking at the the menu, and I'm sort of interested in this one and that one. Okay, well, let me walk you through it. Or, oh my gosh, we just changed the cocktail menu. The thing that I like most is blah blah blah. And of course, you know, if the cocktail menu changed, that's exciting. It makes me want to come back for that reason. But also, if this person is excited about what they've tried on the menu, it's a lot more engaging. It's like they like. It goes back to the joy that I was talking about at the top of the hour is like what the staff actually has the joy of what the food and the drink is on the menu, not just the people that run the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. And uh, I couldn't help but think just even acknowledging that the, they're there. That's a, a deal breaker for me. If if I'm there for like a minute or two minutes and nobody has even said hi to me, it's like, look, I get that you're busy, but like just acknowledge that I'm. I'm here, like at standing oh, yeah. at the host. Yeah, that's a or, okay. So that's a ten four yeah. rule that I learned at yeah. Zingerman's that I love, which is like ten feet away, you you eyeball me. You, yeah, you give me a little nod. You don't even have to talk to me, but you acknowledge that I'm there. Yeah, and then and then the four, the ten four, when you're within four feet of me, there's some you know, how you doing today? Hey, you need a table? Some kind of connection that yeah. is is a human connection. Absolutely. Um, so one thing that's come up a few times on the show, which has me really interested is, is this, this con. So there's a lot of standards within the industry, right? How you're supposed to do things. Uh, and no matter where you go, service standards are kind of the same, uh, how you're supposed to act the things you're supposed to say. Right. And there's a lot of restaurants that are, are getting wise to the benefits of stripping the formalities of dropping anything that's uh, supposed to be the right way and saying, we don't care what you say, how you say it. We want to know if they're the first person here or this is, if there's, if this is their first time here, uh, they're a first time guest, but you can ask that any way you want. Like you can do it, whatever personal brand you can slap on that thing, slap it on there. We want you to be you like and completely strip the formalities away and let people be themselves. Right. Um, what are your thoughts on that regarding how, who, how people have personal brands, uh, and the whole idea of creating a tone, a specific tone that's aligned with the brand of your restaurant, um, they, they kind of clashes, right? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Um, I am, and I don't think it clashes as, as long. Okay, so going back to the truck truck restaurant example that I gave you earlier, th- this woman she has a different tone not a different tone. She has a tone that's aligned, but she has a style and her people that come in to see her and she's, she's going to build their, their desire to come back in a different way than Tom is, than somebody else on the team is. And that I don't necessarily, when, when I walk into the door, if Jenny isn't there, I'm still feeling like, well, the other people that are working here, are going to get me and they work with her. So it's okay if she doesn't happen to be here this time. 
I'm still going to get basically the same thing. Yeah. So here's – sorry, finish your thought. No, good. I'm wondering if I've, I've captured what you're thinking or if I've off to the left of what you're thinking. So no, I think we're on the – so what, what I believe uh, is that – that is a great approach stripping the formalities as long as you create as long as your tone as long as where it all starts is being yourself our brand is that we want you to be yourself where we want you to be upbeat and we're all about positive energy we're all about uh you know healthy living or what all yeah and once you establish those core values and you identify what's most important to you as a business, that's what your standard is. That's how you hire. So now you've developed a standard where you identify the type of people you want working for you, and you have very little, no wiggle room when it comes to who you're hiring because you're so specific about the type of people you want on your team that they fit that mold of the tone that you're trying to establish. So if you want people to be a certain way that is themselves. Like we want you to be, you have to identify who that perfect avatar is the person that you're looking to hire. So they are, and that's hard to do. That's not Actually, easy. And, and that's something that, that I continually am, am working on in my, in my mind, but also in what I teach. Cause I think that's a, it's a, it's hard to teach that. Which, but I, what, what I think helps a lot is if when you are going through the process of interviewing a person, if you talk to them about, if you, if you give them a situation and ask them to see how they would solve it, you learn their core values through yeah. their answer. Well, the, we started this conversation. Well, we started this conversation talking about something that was completely not related to this conversation. But when we got into what we were supposed to be talking about, which was how to build repeat customers, you said it all starts with establishing that tone. And we did say that that tone is your core values, your vision, your mission, the the culture of your business, like why you exist. And you have to set that tone so you can do all these other things right. So when you are marketing yourself on social media and in, or through branding and and your website, uh, when your future employees come to your website, they know exactly who you are and they say, Hey, I want to work for this company because they're like me. They have all my values. I want to go work for them. So now you're attracting onto yourself the people that share the same tone that you're looking to deliver. Right? Oh, 100%. Booyah. Yeah. So we just came full circle. One of these clients that, (laughs) that I worked with in the last few months, he kept thinking that there weren't good people that could work with him. You know, he's like, there just aren't any good employees in Baltimore, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, there definitely are. What's what's happened is you've gotten yourself so scared that nobody's like you and that there aren't good people there that you're just you're like shut down about that. Yeah. So once we talked out like, what are you, who do you want to have working in your place and discover, discovered in his case, he wants to stay in the kitchen and be a chef and he really wants somebody to be the front of the house who can do all the marketing, all the charming, all the all the stuff he doesn't want to do. Exactly why I going back to our conversation earlier about partnerships like you can't be amazing at everything and you're better off being amazing at the thing you're actually amazing at and putting all of your energy into doing that one thing better than everybody else. So you can be attractive to the people who need you because they're not good at the thing that you do, but they are really good at being that charming dude or gal in the front of house. Right. Yes. Um, and oh yes. The, the point and that you're making and, and they're happy. Yeah. Like, thankfully nobody's micromanaging them to be something that they're not. Yeah. They're like, Oh, thank you. Just let me do what I know how to do and let me do it. Well, you go back there and make some amazing food. I'll stay up here and chat with the with the customers and make them super happy and want your food. Yeah. Awesome stuff. I think we have finished all the bullet points. We've gotten through the conversation. We're two minutes after the time we said we would be able to have this conversation. And so we're doing pretty good there. Uh, yeah. Any other final thoughts? Anything you want to get out before we, we wrap up today? No, I say th- – encourage encourage yourselves the listeners here to really think about are they happy doing the business the way they're doing it and can they do anything to improve their tone and their and their the messaging that they're putting out to their customers when they when they walk up to a table awesome and you are coaching you do coaching calls you have clients uh if we want to connect with you uh maybe get some coaching calls scheduled with you what's the best way to connect yeah, the best way, uh, hop on the website so that you can understand a little bit more um, uh, of the choices that you have. 
which are the strategy calls in person or, um, or on, I have the online courses, decide which ones work best for you and um, which, reach out to me. I'll walk you through whether you want to do one or the other and I'll see which, which fits best. And that's MarthaLucius.com and uh, spelled M-A-R-T-H-A-L-U-C-I-U-S.com. Uh, and did you give your email? Do you want to drop your email here? Too yeah, or? my, my uh, email is Martha at MarthaLucius.com, which is kind of an annoying email, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, and uh, my phone number is 410-963-6431. I am always happy to communicate whichever way people want to communicate. And this is episode 539. Head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 539. I'll have the links to anything I said I would link to in that uh, in the, the show notes over there, as well as how to connect with Martha. And also do check out again, episode 497 restaurantunstoppablecom slash four nine seven to listen to Martha's full story on how she got to where she is today. Great episode. I do recommend it. And again, Martha, actually I almost forgot to have you uh, call somebody out. That's something that I need to continue to do. Uh, need those leads. So who's somebody you admire in this industry? Somebody you believe would make a great guest mentor. I'll try to get them on the show. So I'm going to share their story. Honestly, John Shields, the best of the best in the industry. I love him. John Shields. Look out. I'm coming after you again. Thank you so much. So much, Martha. There is no questioning. You are unstoppable. Oh, Eric, you're more unstoppable. (laughs) Oh, I love being on your show. You're good fun. (laughs) We'll cut it there. Cheers. (laughs) Okay. Cheers. Well, there we go. Another episode wrapped up here at restaurant unstoppable. Uh, always great to connect with Martha Lucius. Uh, She's a great gal. She's got a lot of good knowledge too. And today we dove into the three channels through which you need to be delivering your tone. We also dove into this whole idea of uh, partnerships, right? And staying in your lane and knowing where you're strong so you can attract onto yourself uh, the right partners who are strong where you're weak. And I think this idea of tone plays true to finding partners, right? Uh, What are your core values? Uh, What is your vision? What's your mission? And what are your strengths? Uh, What is your personal brand? Are you delivering this information, these, uh, this, this tone through different channels of communication when you're out there engaging with other uh, professionals and colleagues? Uh, Really get clarity on who you want to be. And if, if you know who you are and what's important to you, uh, you'll attract onto the people. You'll attract onto yourself other people who uh, have similar visions, similar values, and who have strengths that can complement you. And be mindful of your tone. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And spend time searching for for what matters to you, so you can get clarity on the, your tone and how you're communicating it. So awesome stuff today. Again, thank you, Martha Lucius. Uh, always a pleasure getting you on the show. And guys, reach out to me, Eric at restaurantunstoppable.com, Instagram, Twitter, Eric Cacciatore, and Facebook slash Restaurant Unstoppable. Tell me who you want to hear from. Tell me how I can best serve you. I'm here to go to work for you, but you got to let me know where the pain is. I- I'm listening. And I'm going to be traveling again. Uh, right now, I'm in New England. Uh, going throughout Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, trying to find people to make an example of. To make an example of, if you know of somebody out there who needs to be made an example of, please put them on my radar. Uh, I love your leads. And uh, after that, headed to Austin. So if you're in that area, area Austin, Texas, uh, you know Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, I plan on, plan on doing a lot of work out that way. Please reach out to me. Let me know who I need to get on the show. All right, guys, that's all for today. Thank you so much for sticking around this long. I love you all. Until next time, peace out. <laughs>